everyone and welcome to the I Get Buckets podcast. My name is Simon and I am your host as always and we are here to do early reactions. We are two and a half weeks into NBA basketball. That means we're two rounds into fantasy and it is the perfect time to early react to everything that's going on um, early enough that we can react to the early reactions in two two weeks and things are going to change quickly, but it's a perfect time, I think, to jump in there and really kind of uh, extrapolate everything that's happened in a a way that's way too crazy and it's going to look poorly, but it's going to be fun to listen to. Today is um, a Friday. We've only got two games on today, which means it's probably a nice thing to get some thoughts down. Um, things aren't going to age, hopefully, as quickly as it would when we have a 10-game slate, um, but it's going to be a fun thing to kind of rapid, you know, go through all of my thoughts and stuff from, from teams um, on the early days and how things are shaking out so far. So I think what I'm going to do is we're going to have 30 reactions. We're going to go 1 to 30. We're going to have basically three per team uh, based on the I get buckets league. Um, some positive, some negative, some it's more just kind of see where we go and what's going to happen for the season. But I think there's really fun ones to kind of highlight and, and talk about and kind of put down um, for people to enjoy and think about moving forward and to kind of pick up on some of the discussions that we've had um, as a league and maybe kind of start a few discussion points going forward. So um, we'll go through the teams. Maybe I'll shout them out. Maybe I won't. Um, but we've got 30 things off the top. Um, let's get into it. Let's go. I have first, we have, you know, a few from, um, Adam's team at the moment. Um, first one specifically a little bit about him, but more general, um, maybe the rookie class is another huge win for fantasy coaches. So first overreaction, I'm looking at his roster. I'm looking at, uh, Matherin in the second last round, watching him, you know, he, he looks NBA ready. He looks like a scorer. I know some of his stats have gone a little bit up and down, but, you know, I think it's two weeks in to kind of see him, you know, take the role that he has and score. Whatever kind of happens, whether it's a trade or something, I think he's only projecting up and towards more minutes and more of a role. And we can talk about the rookie class more in general of some of these guys stepping up. Paolo is, you know, breaking records left and right for rookies. Jaden Ivey has looked kind of sensational in little glimpses. And that's not even to kind of look at a couple of the other guys that I think are going to grow a little bit into the season, um, like your Keegan Murray's. But I think first off, last year, the rookie class was crazy in terms of the value that was gotten for people, especially on the back end. And straight here, I see Mathurin in the second last round and say, wow, huge pick. Another rookie class that's going to really pay off for, for coaches here. Second one, overreaction, Miles Turner is going to be a tough own. So a little bit doubling down on some of the stuff from preseason. You know, <laughs> I don't know what's going on when you have a guy turn his ankle on a ball boy, I think it was, in practice for the first opening game. Like, just the odds of that happening and how down you'd have to feel as an owner looking at just... It's a rocky start from uh, a player who were already kind of worried about what was the season going to look like. We've seen him only play the three games now, but, you know, one has been a giant 39 um, point something that he, you know, looked every bit of of the part on what you would be um, looking for when you drafted. And then, you know, he follows it up with a bit of a real average kind of stinker game. He's having games off, you know. How fit is he? The trade things are still there. I just think it's going to be a, a journey this season and it hasn't gotten off to a good start. But, 
you get this one kind of <laughs> game to kind of show, well, uh, here it is. Here's why I take him this early. Here's why he's an asset. And then everything else is kind of like um, just being hard kind of <laughs> flow of, of, of getting him into a groove. So that's just the reaction at the moment. It's not really a hot take. He's just going to be a tough own. Going through number three, um, Anthony Simons was worth taking around earlier just for Lillard insurance. So I think we've seen, you know, me being high on the Anthony Simons pick already, but there's been a couple of, you know, games where he's kind of, you know, not shot the ball well. And even though he had, I think, some really big buckets late in the game, uh, his fantasy scores, you know, did not look great. But, you know, the two games that Lillard's been out, he scored 30 points. Um, we don't, you know, wish injury on anything, but, you know, based on track record and all, you know, the past couple of seasons anyway, in his age, I think the fact uh, that Anthony Simons is a fantasy um, production, you know, pushes forward so much in terms of his usage and his role when Lillard's not there. I just think it was a, an educated kind of um, roll of the dice to take Simons and maybe we should have been looking at him around earlier than what you'd have just based on the fact that the the positives that can come if Lillard isn't playing. So there we go. That's one. We're moving on to Jake's team. A few here. So early action number four some you win some you lose and <laughs> we're talking about both mpj and ben simmons in terms of risk and injury and what's going to look like michael porter jr missed one game with back um issues but it hasn't been a problem so far he's averaging 22 he's looking like all the goods um you win some you lose some i think betting on him at this point looks like a real positive move moving forward but the Ben Simmons one, oh my God, I'm not going to go on about it because, you know, every media article seems to be, um, if it's not about the Lakers, it's about the Nets. <laughs> and some of them, obviously, are Kyrie and some of them are Simmons. I think we spoke about the, the defense looks like it's there. The offense is just, it's not that he can't shoot. It's always been he can't, not that he can't shoot. It's that he won't shoot. Um, he's kind of a, a ball stopper at times and, and the spacing looks gross. The counting numbers are kind of there, but even then they look a little bit forced in the way that they're kind of going, not as you know flowy as it has been in you know the past Ben Simmons seasons. He hasn't scored over 10 points in a game. I think risking you know him now that he's out you know injured and potentially missing you know what will be four to five games at least. Um, is the lose <laughs> on the risk. Um, make came good, early reaction. It's not looking great so far. The other one's more, um, let's see what's you know going to happen with number five. So I want to see 20 games more of Malcolm Brogdon before he really kind of land on, on what we were thinking. I think we we're very early on saying, I don't think he's the best fantasy pick this year partially because of the new team and the, the way they're going to use him, partially because of his injury history. I test, it fits really well in Boston. I think he's been really, really good for them off the bench. The decision-making has been great. You know, um, even like the finishing of the rim and the shooting is really good. It hasn't translated fantasy-wise on big scores. You know, he's been sitting kind of middle to early teens on a lot of the games. And maybe that is just what's going to happen with his role moving forward. But I do want to see 20 more games because he's been really good from like a basketball perspective moving next one Karis Levert is my early reaction number six um I just think it's funny and what would be say that he scored 50 points in fantasy across two games and one of them was a 47.75 
this is the the live by die by Karis Levert in terms of microwave scoring, um, the shooting. Uh, there's glimpses where I kind of really liked the him handling the ball and pushing the pace. And when he gets hot, you know, there's a lot of the shots um, go in even though they don't look amazing. I just, you know, I I was kind of out on Karis Levert, but you know, the fact that he started was a little bit of a an interesting wrinkle. Um, I think they. They were looking at that, you know, while Garland was there, but now that, you know, Garland had that time off, he kind of moved into more of a familiar kind of um, role. But now that he's back, how is it going to work? I just, you know, I think there's a lot of question marks with Jake's team in general, but um, Brogdon, Karasilvert, both players I want to see 20 more games from before we really kind of settle in on on opinion. Um, Number seven, we move on to Jesse's team. Um, Biggest one for me, we were down saying Kyrie Irving was the best pick of his draft. I think I was immediately worried that that one would come back to hurt me. Not in the thing that he wasn't taking at the right time, given what he can do on the court. You know, that's where kind of the, the opinion came from. He's, he's going to outplay his draft position if he plays, but um, it's silly for us to just keep harping on that, I think, given we know we've got this history that... Um, he doesn't play all the games and he can't get out of the way of himself. And now, you know, completely not being able to jump over a bar that is so low in terms of just going on record saying, you know, no, I am not an anti-Semitic. He can't even do that. I'm worried as, you know, an NBA fan and as a, a basketball fan on on what they're going to do with this because it's not acceptable. I just don't know whether he is going to be playing you know, in the foreseeable future, that's like doomsday stuff, but like, it just feels like that based on so early in the season, the way the Nets are going and, and what's kind of he doing. So um, I'm just, you know, worried that he's actually going to be playing. Um, next overreaction, we have number eight or early reactions is that Giannis is doing all he can. The last two years, a grand final has featured a Giannis team, but he can't do all the heavy lifting. Um, not a great start, obviously, uh, 0-2. But we see, you know, Giannis is, is doing his thing. He's kind of <laughs> doing the amazing fantasy stuff that we've become accustomed to, no slowing down. But he needs kind of running mates to do it all because it will be the first grand final, you know, in three years that he's not in unless um, the team can kind of get it around him. Um, and last, or oh, number nine for Jesse, is that Pozinka said the wizard works. I like Pozingas there. You know, we've always said injury is a thing, but people were down on on the draft pick. He's averaging twenty seven. Um, I think it's 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 a really kind of positive thing um, that is going to hopefully you know translate for the rest of the season. As a, a Chris Stapps being a, a great kind of fantasy ad, we move on to early reaction number ten, and we're looking at Lugie's Boogie's team. We've been a lot of chatter about this top four. And really, kind of a, a top two A, and then a, a a three and four B kind of as you break down the best players in fantasy basketball. And now I think it's early, but we can maybe even revise that saying there's not a top four with these top two players that are, are separated. It's a top three. There's Jokic, there's Giannis, and there's Luca, and then there's a gap. Maybe that's where it is. That's how it feels like right now. Luca is pushing as, you know, the best player in fantasy right now. He scored, I think, one game below 40. He is chugging. Um, I just think, you know, he's shown early days and will be moving forward that 
um, he is in that bracket with the other two, which is crazy because the heights of those two have been so amazing. But, you know, he's pushed himself into that bracket. Next one, number 11, Larry Marker. Finally, is it happening? <laughs> it's hard to grasp it because of the Utah team being weird. But at the same time, they're winning games and he's contributing to winning and he's looking fantastic. Um, he had a 46 and a half, I think, like three days ago, much to my um, disdain against me. Um, I just think we've had people really wanting it to click and maybe it has. I don't know. Let's see. Fantasy-wise, he's killing it. Um, number 12, early reaction, Jabari Smith Jr. Maybe not all rookies. <laughs> we said it for the rookie class is a huge win was last year but we also said there was players like Suggs and Green last year that were meant to be good and kind of didn't pan out early early days Jabari Smith Jr. isn't in the role that some of the others are um, but he has been afforded a lot of minutes he has been um, looked at I think because of his length and his work on defense to kind of fit in in some roles when they have other guys on the bench um you know, whether it's Martin or Eason or, or other guys that I think, you know, could be looking at the role. So they've really given him some some leeway, which with rookies is sometimes a problem. They don't have, you know, the 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 minutes or the, the trust from coach. Jabari Smith has that, but he, he's not really shooting well and it's been not a great look so far. So, you know, one to watch moving forward. Um, moving on to number 13, we're looking at Dale's team. I just wanted to highlight Magic as a fantasy dream team to own for players. So last year we had Franz Wagner, we had um, Cole Anthony, and we had Mo Bamba all as free agents that got picked up and were huge assets to teams for the length of the season. The the Orlando Magic feel like a fantasy dream for players and how many um, players have a consistent average that is, you know, looking at around that 20-plus mark. And Bol Bol, of all players, looks like he kind of fits into that mold again. So Dale drafted Bamba and he's already kind of moved on and, and got Bob Ball, which feels like, you know, a really smart move. One that, you know, I think fantasy coaches would have been pretty easily, you know, able to look at a game in an isolation from Bob and say, well, you know, that's a bit of a throwaway. I don't think it fits. But for, you know, the past four games, it's like, okay, now this seems like a serious, you know, thing moving forward. Magic are going to go tall. Bol Bol is going to get, you know, a, a lot of minutes. His blocks have been fantastic. He does feel like he's moving around the court a lot better. It's coming together, um, and I think he's in the perfect place for his fantasy um, projections to, to remain and kind of push as really potentially one of the free agency pickups of the year. So um, highlighting Magic, because on the flip side, number 14, I want to talk about the New York Knicks as a fantasy wasteland Nothing really kind of seems to pan out in the way that you're hoping as a, a New York Knicks, um, I guess, fantasy owner and one of their players. Randall's kind of bottomed out as a 23 when you wanted him to be more. Brunson has been great and you can't get down on the 23 um, so far, but no one's kind of really kind of pushing the heights of, of, of better than what you'd want. Barrett's in this same group, even like Obi Toppin and down the list of, of quickly all these other guys that you want to, you know, had a leap or seen something. It just, it feels like they're the opposite. Owning a Nick is hard. He has um, Brunson here. I still think that's a great pick. I still like him. He's, you know, done 
solid as so far with his average. But I just think it's so funny <laughs> if you had to highlight a team that I love to own players from and a team that seems to be really difficult to. Um, they're the two that come up. Moving forward, number 15, we have Colin Sexton. It's coming together a little bit, but I guess the reaction is based on he was, I think, the first Utah Jazz player even picked. Um, and it was, you know, really based on the fact he's going to come in and and kind of be afforded this this role, you know, straight away. Um, and I think we'll probably way too early to say that or have that thought process based on the fact that he missed all of last year, the fact that they still have Conley and Jordan Clarkson and, you know, a trust in, in these players and a familiar, familiarity. <laughs> I won't even try that again <laughs> um, with what they're doing moving forward. So I think we we're quick to think that Sexton was going to, you know, come in and, and play that bad, good stats, bad team thing like he did, you know, in um, Cleveland, but that hasn't been the case so far, but he is working into a little bit. So let's see, especially if there's another trade. Early reaction 16, we move on to team Awalshi. I'm going to pay off on the production of his early picks for his big men. So we were saying they're early, maybe not. Um, I definitely, you know, think he reached in the terms of Shangun and maybe Claxton as well, but so far so good, looking great. Um, I think Claxton has been, you know, <laughs> the role he's been afforded has been great, but he's been finishing around the rim. He's been really good. He's got the muscle on the defense. has been, you know, fantastic in the rebounds, so, you know, at a career high so far. So we'll see what happens with some of the balance. There was a couple of games where, you know, they played, Simmons at center, um, but what they've done is they've completely wiped out Dayron Sharp's minutes, um, so Claxton's role still seems fairly good. And Shangun, even again, as I watch him, I'm like, oh, God, I just, I don't know how good you are, <laughs> but he's blocking shots, he's stealing, he's getting in places. The fouls are still sometimes an issue, but the, the, the fantasy output is coming through in spades. He's getting the minutes. Um, and it's looking good so far. So I, I'm, I'm not all the way there yet, but I think credit where credit's due on, on what he's doing so far. Uh, number 17. This one has to be Westbrook. <laughs> Off the bench, it's much better. That's what you want. This is we go. If he can get that, you know, minutes without LeBron, I want Westbrook on every single minute LeBron's on the bench. I mean, I know LeBron's playing, you know, 36, 37 minutes off the top. So, you know, there's not many of those minutes. But let him do Westbrook cookie kind of stuff um, when he can and let the shooting, has you know, as awful as it is, be anything of a bonus to what Westbrook's doing. And if you can get his rebounds and his assists and his steals and run the floor and hopefully, you know, have a couple of quick layups to make the shooting not look as bad as it is, then he can maybe level out as a fine player at this point, um, especially, you know, to where he's drafted. So if I'm coach, I'm wanting Westbrook off the bench. I think that's the way forward for fantasy and let's see if it works. Um, reaction number 18, I think this was the first one that I had in the chat on day dot was paying respect to Stephen Curry. Um, 35.5 so far. It's vintage. It's great. Um, I think I was down on him being pick 10 and I shouldn't have been. That's it. Early reaction number 19. We move on to Dan's team. It's more of just a question. Am I, are you worried? Are you worried about Zion? <laughs> he missed only two games, thank God. But all I could think about was, I think in game four, when he kind of landed and turned his ankle and he was out again, 
you know, there was, he was on the injury report before um, the first game and then ended up playing. I'm just, how worried are we? How worried are we how many games he's going to play? He's looked, he's looked fantastic when he's there and I think he's going to get better. Um, it's just a question. <laughs> um, number 20 I is, I just, I don't think I'll ever get how Siakam um, scores so well. <laughs> I watch him. I see it happening before my eyes. I know it's happening. The post moves, I just don't know. It just goes in every time, despite um, how well he plays on defense, despite them knowing which way he's going to spin, despite the kind of him throwing the ball, looking a little bit ugly. Um, I just, I've been looking for the answer and I just don't know if I ever find it. But he's killing it so far. And as a home run kind of get a good guy on my team that I like, um, even it being so early, it's, it's working. So... Number 21, um, Kevin Porter Jr. The minutes are good. <laughs> He's averaging 34.9. That's good for 30th in the league. And I think if he can keep this up, you know, they're playing the most out of all of the Houston Rockets, um, despite some of the other people on the team that I think they feel more invested in. Um, yeah. I just think it's 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 showing us real good early thoughts. His minutes at thirty four point nine is gonna really hold him in good stead moving forward. Um, moving on, number twenty two, we're looking at Dobes now. Um, I'm I, I want to hear, <laughs> I want to talk about um, Edwards and Anthony Edwards's diet. So, <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns comes out on record saying, you know. Everyone thinks it's funny how he talks about Popeye's chicken, blah, blah, blah. He needs to get more serious about his diet. Context coming off a back-to-back game where he played awful. His worst game in fantasy so far in the season, I think, was a, it was a nine. Everything outside of that has been 20-plus, I believe. Um, I want to look at the next back-to-back game that he has. Obviously, the second leg, let's all highlight it. I want to see how he plays. I think he's going to have a bit of a extra motivation now that he's been called out um, given to bring it around that his diet apparently is not up to scratch for an elite athlete and on the second leg of back-to-backs he doesn't perform because he's tired that's the that's the the theory out there from Carl Anthony Towns and maybe a few other people um, but let's get let's get that next game of a back-to-back that he plays in um, circled in the fixture and see how he goes that's that's what I want to look at Um Next, I know I probably want to be done with speaking about Tyrese Maxey because I've done it a lot already. Um, but I want to see if, what can happen with no Harden now. Only fresh news, Harden's going to miss a month. We've already been um, quite big on what Maxey has done um, in this season so far. He had a couple games where, you know, he was kind of out of the action. He wasn't really in the pick and roll. He wasn't getting the touches with Harden. But obviously, we've seen a few games since where he's had a career high. You know, he had a 50 um, point fantasy game or very close to, I think it was. Um, and the shooting, you know, it's just been amazing. Let's see if there's another gear. If there's no Harden and he goes even forward, a team that's already 2-0 um, might feel very, very good over the next four weeks to really lock in a, a record that's going to hold them as, um, you know, a playoff favorite potentially. So let's look. Next one, number 24. So we're going through quickly. I like this. Cade Cunningham. Um, we shouted him out in the group chat. It was very timid to start the scoring. It looked like Jaden Ivey was really handling a lot. Um, 
he was getting other people involved, but the scoring wasn't ticking over like you'd like for someone that you invested in like a fourth round pick. Um, but then, you know, he unleashed on a two or three game span um, to really kind of show us this is why everyone was, you know, so enamored with um, the potential of him being, you know, one of the better of the rookie classes last year in a crowded field. Obviously, he was taking one, but, you know, one of the better fantasy assets alongside Mobley um, and Scotty Barnes. I think, you know, potentially people had him on the back end of those three. He got drafted, you know, after those two. He might be the better one still. Um, let's see how it goes because it's it's been up and down, but um, it's more kind of momentum moving forward. makes me feel good. Next one, number 25, we'll move on to MJ's team. Shea Gilgis-Alexander. So, obviously, injury thing coming into the, the draft night. Um was kind of pushed to the side, and I don't think MJ was too worried. It sounded like the team wasn't too worried, even though it, it was meniscus, like that's a, an issue or red flag for me. Obviously, didn't even miss a beat. Played, you know, season tip-off, dominated. Missed the third game of the season. You're feeling, ah, oh, is this it? Here we go again. But no, only missed the one game. Has come back and, you know, performed to level where he was um, the Western Conference Player of the Week last week. He's top five in the league at the moment. Um, if he can be everything that he has been so far, uh, watch out. I'm okay with that. 26 is where I'm worried. Kawhi Leonard, we said it on the recaps. I mean, he's only played two games, and in those two games, I think it was a 17, 17 and then an 18, and now he's not with the team injured. I don't know what to, to, to make of it so far early days um, but you'd be worried I think everyone um, has been surprised about the the level of basketball that's been played so far in the season obviously he came off the bench but the idea was that you know we know he'd be managed but he'd be good to go and it doesn't seem like the case so far which is which is troublesome um, number 27 I got Trey Jones I think he's you know passing all the tests so far the thing was you know him running a team for the first time, him, his minutes, you know, almost doubling what you, on what you expect based on his, you know, um, I guess stat lines last year and does it all kind of come together. I think, you know, he's one that we're going to see, like I think settle into a little bit more of the season. So I think he has adjusted well. I think whether he he will settle in, is it at this level or does he have another gear? Um, I think he has another gear. Uh, I still, you know, have concerns and I won't go away from, from, from some of those in terms of where he's picked, but I, I just do want to kind of shout out that so far, so good. He's passed all the the, the tests that I would, um, you know, want him to to get to this this point in the season so far. Um, yeah. So number 28, we're really rounding out now. It's going to be a quick half-hour pod. I love it. Get to my team. Kevin Herter is the first one I've got. I'm, you know, really happy with this. I think him being, you know, in Sacramento and the coach kind of believing he, with him in the starting kind of role as the shooting guard, we're going to see everything that he can do that we saw in glimpses. You know, there was a couple of games in the Atlanta playoffs where he was their best player. Um, and I think that was the confidence in in thinking that he could he'd translate to, to be a good fantasy player. I don't want to go too far because, you know, we're a week away from from him just having <laughs> rotten games and it all come crashing down. But I feel good so far. You know, he had his two really good games to start and two bad ones. But since then, um, he settled in to be 
you know, what is, I think, a 50%, you know, shooter from beyond the arc moving forward. Um, or, you know, it's not going to hold at that that clip. Um, but I think he, he can be kind of around the mark as one of the better NBA um, shooters, basically, and that the assists are looking all right, that he's getting the ball um, through some hands and, and being able to dribble. I just like Kevin Herter. I think it's looking good so far. Number 29 is Brandon Clark. On the opposite end of the spectrum, um, I don't know what they're looking from him so far. I know there's issues basically with the shooting and with Steven Adams. And when Triple J comes back, I'm even more confused. Um, he's, you know, per 36 numbers are, are, are not too bad. But the problem is he's, um, you know, playing 17 minutes a game. And even that feels high for... for um, you watching the role that he kind of has and when he comes in. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I think it's really worrisome that he, he hasn't kind of fit into to a role that you'd expect based on how well he played in the playoffs. And the last one, early reaction, number 30, is um, looking at Donovan Mitchell. He's been great so far, but we haven't really seen him with Darius Garland outside of that one game they just won. And that was a weird game from Donovan where he turned his ankle. Now he's day-to-day. Um, it was still a great game for him, but probably down based on, you know, his fantasy output of what was so high for the, you know, the last five games without Garland. Um, let's see how that goes. I'm really curious. I think it's going to work. Um, I think I said that before. There's no reason why it won't. We saw in the fourth quarter against Boston, they did have that kind of back and forth where they were able to, you know, take turns and not really rely on Darius Garland so much like was in, you know, last season. So I think it's going to work. It's just something I think would be really interesting because what we've seen of Donovan Mitchell, you know, averaging 33.7 as a fantasy player, which is, you know, a, a top round pick basically, um, is is probably isn't something we can't rely on moving forward because he's done that in the absence of what arguably may be the best Cleveland asset um, on the team. And, you know, he showed that uh, his first game back, I think scoring 41 uh, point something in fantasy. So, yeah. We'll see. Fun one. Fun quick one to kind of get out um, on an early Friday morning. I'm really having fun. The team's got question marks. I'm trying not to make too many picks, but it's been really good to have NBA basketball back and to talk with the fellas. Um, And I hope everyone gets a kick out of this one again. I don't know how many podcasts we'll be doing, but this was a fun one to kind of quickly quickly go through and get some thoughts down moving forward. So thanks again, guys. Um, Thanks for listening and tuning in, and, and you guys have a good one. Cheers.